What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft Driver, and Gig Economy News. Sponsored by UberLiftDrivers.com, RidesharRodeo.com, with Para.com. I'm your host, SJ. Let's get it on. back everybody uh last week on the podcast uh jason and i discussed para and uh, what was really going on with the app and a lot of details for y'all that uh all the para users should hear because uh you know we're we're still working behind the scenes on a lot of things and uh you know stay tuned uh things i've said have, have happened chat came down an update happened so I'm giving you good, solid intel, and if I don't know the answer to something, I'm not saying it right now. So uh, even if I know when I've had conversations about things, if we're not uh, solidified as a team with Para, then it won't be said here anyway. So uh, that said, I think a good follow-up piece, uh, we were going to be talking about the PRO Act uh, for the part three of three today with Willie Solace, but um, the PRO Act really hasn't moved too much since uh, since the second time we talked about it. I thought by now we might see a little more movement. Um, there's, I don't know, there's a lot of things going on there. You know, Willie is a, a is pro-PRO Act. Uh, I am not pro-PRO Act. I am, uh, and both of us are independent contract, pro-independent contractors. However, uh, we see the... Uh, Things a little bit different there um, with that, but not you know not too far apart. We still think we still want the same outcome. We just see it from different ways. And him and I both always had a good discussion about saying that's a very important piece of of uh, talking with people is making sure that you're hearing both sides. Uh, that said, I did not. I, I I asked Willie if we could do a little bit of a different shift here and we quickly state the same thing that in our conversation that i just said about the pro kind of in a stalled position almost but uh a lot of things are aligning right now against some gig platforms specifically those like doordash that are hiding information they have that they're supposed to be providing to the freelancers or app-based gig workers who are potentially going to take the gigs. They are owed every piece of information by state and federal law. They are owed every piece of information that they can have to best determine whether to take that job or not. Um, Luckily, uh, Willie is on the show this week, and we actually talk about the ethics behind app-based gig platforms and the ethics behind uh, specifically DoorDash. And, uh, yeah, and there's more in this too. So strap in, strap on. <laughs> Here we go. And I'll come back on the other side. Willie Solace. All right. So this week I have Willie Solace. Um, I think this is his third time back on the show. 
So Willie, uh, from the gig worker collective, uh, thank you for coming back on. Thank you for having me back. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk, I mean, you know, the last two times we're just strictly pro act. And today I think that, um, uh, I think that, uh, both of our, what we're pushing for kind of is aligning right now with DoorDash. So I want to make sure we get into that a little bit as well, but, um, yeah. So I don't know, since the last time we've met, where do you think it just in a, in a brief, the pro act has gone to, or, you know, what do you think is going on with it or what do you got going on around it? Right. So uh, legislatively speaking, I think it's at a standstill for right now. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's some senators that are hold out and that's keeping everything from moving forward. And there's a, some really toxic political climate around it. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that um, that it's going to move in, 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 a, in our direction, positive direction. At least I hope so. Um, it's uh, we're getting movement on the ground. Um, we're actually going to be doing a protest here um, and on Wednesday, the 20, what is it? The 21st. Yeah. We're on Wednesday, the 21st. We're doing a protest at Uber um, specifically surrounding around the pro act and bringing out the grievances that we have there. Yeah. Even if this time around it didn't pass, this is the closest, the, I mean, anything like this has ever come for sure. But like you said, I think I kind of agree with you. I think there's some toxic, that was a perfect way to say it. There's some toxic holdouts that could really muddy things up. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, we've talked about this before. And if you go back and listen to the other two prior conversations with Willie and I, we dive more in deep about uh, what's going on with the PRO Act. And since it's kind of at the same point, really, it was before. But yet I had Willie lined up to come back today because I thought by now um, we might have a little more change, a little more push um, one way or the other. It just kind of seems like it's in the same place. Um, but a lot of things are being held up right now politically and it's, it's, it's just what it is right now. It's, you know, we live in a, in a mess society. (laughs) I don't really know how to say it otherwise. You know, it's, it's, everything's a mess. If you pick one thing, it's, you can find the mess about that thing. Like, and that's how I feel anyway. Right. Um, Right. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if we've seen a change or not, but, uh, I thought it was a good week since you were on to talk about this DoorDash stuff. Cause I know last week we did the piece on DoorDash or, you know, I had Jason on so that I could explain where we're coming from at para. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of good comments on that. A lot of people listened and, and really thought that, you know, thank you for putting that out. I know it was a little long for some people, so we'll try and keep it a little short today. And, uh, I'm definitely looking to not run over that hour even with the total podcast. So, um, but I just wanted to know where we're aligning because I think that you saw it and you contacted me and said, that was a great piece. And so I knew we already, you know, talk about like, you know, you have to be able to talk to the other sides to be able to feel like progress is being made, but this was us being aligned almost exactly. And I don't think this is something the gay economy expected was an AB fivers, your people, people that listen to me all getting aligned against something specifically. And I honestly think DoorDash is a perfect example, actually a very unique example too, of, of how bad what they're doing is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about listening to, to the other side, but also understanding where you are in, in your, um, in your advocacy work or whatever it is that you're pushing, because, 
um, you have to be able to to uh, pivot, right, and and understand that your your way is not always going to be the the only way. Um, but I think what really caught my attention, and and I've actually been following what Para's been doing, and been following some of the things that are going on there. And as soon as it started coming out, what what Para the Para app did, um, it was clear that DoorDash would probably come after the the app itself and try to you know minimize or or eliminate it altogether. And I think that's where the problem is, right? So we're independent contractors trying to do our, our job in the best way possible using whatever tools, means necessary in order to accomplish that and to make ourselves more profitable. That's what entrepreneurship is. And we're supposed to be able to, to take on whatever tool we feel is necessary in order to do those things. And here you have a gigantic corporation squashing that which is one of the reasons why we tie everything that we tie into, into the you're treating us like an employee already uh, mentality or thinking, right? Because at the end of the day, they are controlling us in, in, in so many different ways through self controls and such um, and treating us like employees. And they're trying to get us to do what they want us to do through these soft controls, whether it be the rating system or in, in, in Paris case, eliminate, eliminated it altogether. And those things are where I think we all need to draw the line and say this is where the problem is, right? Because they they are crossing a, a clear divide and um, entering a space where they have no authority or reason to be in. I mean, good good point. I think that in Paris' case too, uh, I don't know if when you were listening last week that the growth measurement that we had over like eleven or twelve weeks. Like I said, you know, if you go back like three months, we we had 800 users on the Para app, and about a hundred of those were people we knew who were helping us beta test. <laughs> so I mean, right. really, but then it grew to 29,000, and then last week when we did the podcast, we were at 193. We were like 7,000 under 200,000. You know what I mean? Right. Like sometimes like, you really got to like get a perspective by seeing something like that to to make a point, and so. Last week, I took my son to the uh, to the All Star Game here in Denver, since it had been canceled in Atlanta. Moved here to Denver, and we went wow. in. and You don't often see Rockies Stadium sold out to the T, pushing every limit. There was fifty thousand people in there, and I had to look around and think: we have four times this many users using the Para app. Uh-huh. It's a pretty wild yeah. thing to look at something like that and go, "Wow, four times this stadium right now." are using our app. I mean, that growth was incredible. Para has the ability to do it. Um, Para has the responsibility to do it because they know the amounts. And like I said last week, if we were able to get it, folks, Para has it or or DoorDash has it and DoorDash should be giving it to you. They can't take the what pieces they want. Even if people want to say it's cherry picking, it might be. But the problem is, is that Prop 22 and all that, wherever you stand with Prop 22, their stance was that we remain independent contractors. Well, then they can't use the acceptance rate against us because if they could, they would just do that and pick off all the cherry pickers in a day. They can't do that. So now we're stuck in this really weird place where, okay, you you want us to be independent contractors, but you don't want to follow the laws and provide every piece of data that we are owed to see. And this goes beyond even, or before even getting to using whatever tools we want. You're not even giving us all the data that you have that we should see. Right. Absolutely. 
Um, going back to the baseball thing real quick. I'm a huge baseball fan. So uh, <laughs> you guys got really lucky on that. But yeah. um, aside from that, I just wanted to like expand on what you just said. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. The, the information is there. Um, these big companies are weaponizing data against us and they continue to do that in a way that they shouldn't, um, that crosses lines and barriers that makes us basically employees, regardless of where you stand, if you agree with me or not, right? At the end of the day, there is a line and that line continues to be crossed over and over and over. They wrote Uber, um, when first, when they were first talking about Prop 22, um, and, and talking about, um, AB5 and all that at the very, very beginning. They were Uber tried to do the whole thing. You're an independent contractor. You get to set your own price in California. Right. Yep. And they did that. So until they passed Prop 22, the moment Prop 22 passed, they took that away. Um, and that's 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 information that, that drivers needed to have access to. That's that's uh, uh, setting the, the, the rates is, is something that the drivers should be able to do. Um, even if you don't agree with those two different features, at the end of the day, the data is the one that, that they're keeping away from the drivers. And that's where the problem is. We as independent contractors have every right to access every single piece of piece, piece of data that comes through these apps um, that we utilize to make our decisions. And if when it's when they take that away from us that we lose control. And because we're losing control, that's where I say that they're crossing the line of independence, where you can't formulate an, an, an independent thought process by yourself in order to decide if you're going to take an order or not. And when they do that, that is where we all should come together and say, no, and now we're not going to allow this. I think that I think that the the thing that when they changed to the, the drivers could set their own pricing model, it was like, it only ran, like you said, it was pulled as soon as prop 22 passed. So it only uh -huh. really happened. If I, if I remember right, it really was only in Southern California. I think other parts of California were trying it, but it wasn't really everywhere. They never really blew it up except for in LA Metro and all that area. But I know that, um, I, th I don't know if their platform could handle everybody going in there and setting all kinds of rates. So I don't know that that was ever an enticing thing. You know, it's just like, why wouldn't you, again, why wouldn't they just have been more transparent about the things that matter instead of trying to go for these tools that could actually bottom out the platform? You know, it's like, well, I agree with you on, 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 on most of that. The only thing that, well, I will point out this, the reason why they specifically chose those, those cities is because those are the cities that they were getting sued in. Right, and those sure. were the cities oh, yeah, where, yeah. The, where the cases were in. So that, that that's they were five land. Courts. Yeah, that's right. They were trying to prove to the courts, hey, look, in in these specific counties, in these specific areas, they're independent contractors. We're not controlling what they what they set. But here you have a billion dollar corporation, right? Billion, you have several billion dollar corporations that are getting a pass because it could potentially bottom out their platform when they have all the resources and tools necessary in order to expand those. You guys are what four people. At Paro? <laughs> yeah. And with four people, you were able to amass that. And you're telling me that a multi-billion dollar corporation can't put the software necessary or, or the resources necessary allocated to a problem like that? I mean, the reality is that they could. And they just don't want to. Um, and they don't want to for a reason. And that's because it gives too much power to independent contractors, which is the, the gig workers. And if we hold that power, then we decide what we earn and that they take a back seat. And they're not about to do that. Um, and so that's where I think we need to come together and just say, Hey, you know what? This is enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, you know, the tactics that were, went around AB five prop 22 just seemed 
obscure to me. Like they were just throwing everything at the, at the fan during that time. But I think we all knew, you knew, I knew that that was all going to be pulled away. Well, I mean, it, it all depends too. It depends if it worked in the, in that particular instance, right. For the court and the court said, Hey, this, yeah, this, this is given independence to independent contractors and they really are independent. Then they would have probably followed that model all along straight, you know, across the board. And the reason why is because now they, they have a formula that actually works in court. The reason prop 22 was even conceived is because they were losing in court. Right. right? And because they were, they couldn't win in court and they, they didn't want to take it over to the Supreme court level. They didn't want to take it to the Supreme court of California's level. And the reason why, because it would set precedence throughout the land. And so right. in order to, in order to keep it contained, they decided to switch gears and, and start prop 22. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to think about it from the from the legal challenges and the legal perspective and what it is that how it's happening there, as well as the practicality of it. And how does that translate to the actual drivers? But I think that um, at the end of the day, we're, uh, what, what really works for us is being thrown out the window because it doesn't benefit the companies. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm a little I'm a little concerned on what does benefit the companies, to be honest, like I'm you know, like I, I honestly, it's not like, I think they're good people. I don't think they're good people, um, at the top levels, but, um, you know, they're, they're a company trying to make money like any other company. They just, every time, every time they're given a chance, they go the wrong direction every time. And I just don't get it. It's like, you know, you guys try everything for a month. Couldn't you try the right direction for a month? (laughs) Like just, just saying, dude, because like you said, with the Supreme Court, we saw that over in the EU and it did pass and and it is now to be upheld all over. So, yeah, they don't want to see it go to the Supreme Court. Right. Not at all. Right. Um, yeah, they've already they've, they've been through that. They know what I mean. In fact, they took Prop 22 on the road and kind of went to cities that were going to have the next AB5 type legislation uh-huh. and said, hey, this is what we'll do. I mean, they kind of already pre-planned. Yeah how to proceed with this and DoorDash too was a part of that. So. Yeah. And, and I would put it, I would, I would put it out there to folks like this, you know, at the end of the day, I, I get it. Some people just cannot get past prop 22 and, 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 and maybe five and say, you know, I can't really go down that road. That's fine. But understand that if you ignore the problem and think that it's going to, the status quo is going to stay, it's not. And like you just said, prop 22 um, I, I, ideas and, and the, and the, and the way that they passed it is, is moving, moving forward in other cities. Um, we're seeing it in Massachusetts and we're seeing it in other cities in Chicago where they're trying to push those kinds of things. They're trying to form these quote unquote independent drivers guilds that, um, that represent drivers. But at the end of the day, they're shills for the companies. Uh, and that's where the problem is, right? That there is no transparency from that side of things. And we need to be careful as to how we approach these issues and understand that they want to pass stuff or have the controls that they have in California. This whole para thing, that's, yeah. that's all a control power grab, right? At the end of yeah. the day, that's all it is. And they're, they're basically squashing um, the, the app and, and, the, and the benefits that it had for drivers for their benefit. And because it was just too, too powerful. Uh, it became too powerful too quick. Well, and that, but that's the other thing too. I don't know how much you've been following, but we've, you know, David and I talked many times, especially many times leading up to right before that happened. And we already had so many things on board or queued up that were different from that. They were still going to appeal to gig workers though. 
especially platform workers who maybe worked strictly in food delivery. We were working on, and I think it's already, we've already seen it starting. There's some major up overhauls coming with it, but Grubhub and Uber Eats and what it will be able to be done through Para, um, Para, however people are saying it, because we say it both ways. Over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we've, we've had things in line. I mean, we've had people bothering us for years or for the whole time we've been running because it kind of went down when our, once our, Members, once the amount of people on the platform grew, we lost the uh, the earnings tracking, um, and that was a big thing to people. That was huge. I mean, I was we were hearing from so many more people than we thought we would, you know, because we thought everybody was just concerned about the tip transparency. But it was shocking right. to see how many people were like, "Dude, where is that earnings tracking? Get that back up for me." I think that was really helping them. So we have a lot more tools coming too. Um, you know, I think people wrote us off as well. They're done. And it's, you know, hey, man, like you just said, four of us got in there and did something and we're not done. You know, we're hitting it from a a bunch of different angles to a bunch of different places to make sure that people have tools to to do their job correctly. You know, again, I said it last week. I'll say it again. Is that like DoorDash has the ability to do this? And we've said this all along. DoorDash, go ahead and do it. You know, otherwise we will. Yeah, (laughs) we challenge you. Um, and, And that's another thing, like. It's it's weird that gig workers have to resort to these kinds of things. Um, we at Gig Workers Collective and and um, uh, with MIT in conjunction with them and coworker as well, coworker.org, um, we've been working together on on several projects in regards to tools and things of that nature. And we're looking at an earnings tracker ourselves that we're going to be putting out at some point. But not to compete or anything like that, just to oh, be a resource and a tool for people. We but need here, more people to do the same things. Right, exactly. <laughs> we, we, we reach more people. But the whole point is, why? Why should we have to do that when the apps themselves are supposed to be the ones that are the, you know, go to and, and be all of, of what we do? But at the end of the day, they hide information that, that you guys stumbled upon that was extremely valuable um, to, to gig workers. And we've been, you know, driving blind, basically. And now we're we're when that got taken away, why did it get taken away? That to me is a complete violation of, of the, of the line of independence for me. Um, and it should be for, for every gig worker, right? Cause at the end of the day, whether you agree with the fact that you should see it or not. Okay. I know that there's some people that say that they don't want to see it. I don't know why they wouldn't want to see it, but I've talked to some people that say, I don't want to see it because it's not right. Okay. Sure. If it's not right. But at the end of the day, like you're saying, DoorDash has the ability to show every single piece of information to us that we need in order for us to make an educated decision on to whether or not we're going to be profitable. They're taking that away from us. And that is not right. No. And like you said, I mean, I've had people tell me when you said, you know, you didn't know why I've had people, I mean, I've had a barrage of emails over this for months, but um, I've had people telling me that it's cheating. I mean, that's been a, that's been a common thing people say to me the reason i don't use para is because it's cheating and i think and you know i t- i just don't want to get too far because some of these people have been doing gig work for years and so right i'm not trying to like offend them however how is it cheating to get the information that we're supposed to have in the first place that's already there in the app it's just not being displayed. right they have they yeah. have it absolutely that, they that, have that, it that, and should be cheating. putting it out you know that's not cheating that's 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 actually if anybody's cheating, it's DoorDash. Yeah, I, I typically try to be open and on on not not so close minded on some things, but this particular one is one that's like that's not cheating. You know, at the end of the day, you got to call yeah. it what it is, and that's that's trying to see 
the information that they're trying to keep away from us. And we have a right to that information. We, we, we deserve to see that information. We cannot be profitable without that information. Um, and it's, it's true. It's 100% true. I've, I've been on these message boards on Facebook and so on and so forth, Reddit and all that. And there's count after account after account of people so upset that they can't really see it anymore because now they can't really formulate whether or not they're going to be profitable or not. And so they're back down to square zero trying to take down, you know, every single order that's coming through two, three dollars an order. And, and you don't know if you're going to get tipped or not. And that's right. not right. That is not right. We're taking the risk. We're taking the, the you know, we're putting the miles on our car. We're taking the equity out of out of our vehicles. Um, that is cheating on the part of the companies. They're not paying us and, and, and reimbursing us for those costs. Two dollars and fifty cents in Dallas does not cover my my maintenance and vehicle expenses for even for a five mile order. It just doesn't no. um, because it doesn't cover my time, my expense or gas or and my whole vehicle stuff. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I would say that we really need to start having some some tough conversations with each other. Um, and, and figure out what it is that we need to do in order to rock this boat a little bit more. Because right now, I think the tide is changing, especially on DoorDash, um, where people are talking about striking and everything else, um, to draw attention to the issue that this company in particular, DoorDash, is crossing the line of independence so greatly that it's angering people that normally would not strike into striking. And we need to take, take notice of that. Yeah. Well, I mean... To the to the naysayers too, I do say what you know. I go back and reflect on the numbers too. Eight hundred people to ten weeks later, two hundred thousand users doesn't mean that every every other person didn't believe in it and didn't want to use this app. They just hadn't been turned on to it yet. I mean, right. our onboarding is about still about fifteen hundred a day without the app. Right. You know, we're still bringing them in, and they're like, whatever Para does next, and we'll be part of it. So they're just I 100% agree with that. Yeah, that, that statement right there is 100% crystal clear, because if there was no need, there would be no growth. Right. And there was a tremendous amount of need. So there was a tremendous amount of growth. And that's why you guys saw the explosive growth that you saw. And, but it's just a matter of time before other people hear about it. It's, it starts growing. I'll be honest. I heard it about it the first time. For the first time I heard about it was with you. You vaguely mentioned that you guys were doing something. Um, <laughs> but didn't, I, I don't remember you mentioning the name. Yeah. And then like. Three weeks later, that's when I started hearing it in the message boards and so on and so forth. And then I said, okay, I'm going to try it myself. And I was about to start trying it when all this started happening. Um, but I was already using like the driver utility hub. Um, I was already using that. And, and using that, I mean, that gave me so much power and information and knowledge over the tools and, and stuff that I needed uh, to better understand my earnings. You can't call that cheating because that's information that I would document myself. And put it on a spreadsheet. This program just puts it a lot easier for me. I'm doing the work. I'm doing right. the hard work of, of analyzing whether or not I'm being profitable. And if I'm not being profitable, make adjustments accordingly. So, I mean, you guys tapped into something that was absolutely necessary at the absolutely right time. And um, you got you guys got shut down for no reason. Right. And I, you know, surprisingly enough, I got to say that it was pretty, it was pretty shocking to me that all the time along people are like, if you tell people about para, then they'll shut it down. They they knew about us, but I'm surprised, you know, I I hate to say this because I'm glad that they waited, but I'm surprised they waited so long to shut it down. 
Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with their um, legal back and forth and understanding because it's not as simple as make a decision at, at one level. I mean, these 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 companies are multi-level. You no, know, it was the, it was the growth. You got to pull back. It right? was the growth. Once it was two hundred thousand, they were like, "This right. is a this is a problem." Right. right, exactly. So it's like understanding that you guys could be a potential problem, and then trig- the triggers that are necessary in order to do something about it. May take maybe a delayed a week or so, but at the end of the day, you guys were shut down because of your growth. You got too big, too fast. Yep. Too powerful. You guys <laughs> at Power are they're just too powerful, and, and it's 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 a uh, it's amazing to watch. You know, it, it really is. I I applaud you guys for doing what y'all are doing, and I hope that it continues. It sounds like it is. So I hope it continues and continues to be a thorn in their side because, like like you said, I challenge them myself. Right? We we should all <laughs> challenge them to do better, to be more transparent, to be clear. They don't like this, then you do it. And I think we opened a lot of people's eyes who didn't quite believe that it was quite as ugly as it really is. I mean, I know that I know people know I'm not being told the full tip amount because I'm seeing it later. But remember, people, that a DoorDash stole from you and got caught, and then, but also remember that they've had this they've had the same knowledge that you know that was an eye opener to everybody like whoa pair is awesome at the same time remember this is information that we're putting through our app but we're pulling it from doordash they've had this the whole time they could have been doing this right. the whole time that's where the transparency comes in like yeah. there's no reason there's no reason for them not to display that that's information we need and we are um in, in my opinion uh entitled to and and i don't like to use the word entitled too much but that is something that we are entitled to because at the end of the day the consumer is putting that tip on there because they want it to go to us and they want us to know about it they want i I can tell you from a consumer standpoint when i tip someone not only do i make sure that they got the tip by telling them how much i gave them i want to make sure that they confirm that they received the amount that i gave them right? right and that's just because i know what these apps do and so when i order off these apps myself that's what i decide to do is i i wait for the driver to get to my door and I tell them I tipped you $20. Let's go ahead and process the order. Make sure that you are receiving your $20. If you're not, then we're going to have a big problem. And it's not with you, obviously it's with the company, but right. then I can, as a consumer, right. Advocate for, for that issue. Um, but so I, my, the point that I'm trying to make is consumers want us to receive that money. They want it. They don't want to hide the tip. They don't want it to, to, to like for you not to see it until after you deliver the service. They are deciding to pre-tip before the order is delivered for a reason, right? And that's because they want the driver to be valued, to, to be feel like they're valued. And there's nothing more valuable than understanding how much you are going to earn at the very beginning of an order. True. True. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, and that that we always talk market to market. And that that becomes a big issue in market to market, too, because... People have to be able to gauge so many things. Like, where do you live? Is it is it a college town? Is it a is it a huge city? Is it rural? Um, do you know the times to work? Do you know what restaurants get crowded? Do you know all? You, you know, you learn your city, but at the same time, if you have the full transparency, you really can know if that's a worthwhile trip. You know, whatever car you drive, you know, whatever right. mileage it gets, whatever work you might know is upcoming on your car. You know, the kind of things like that, that each case individually has to weigh in. And so, you know, each case individually, therefore, needs the full transparency to be able to say, is this worth it to me? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. You know, at the end of the day, like, 
I, I work in, in Denton, Texas, which is a, a college slash um, a suburb of Dallas. Um, and when I work the college area, my tips are <laughs> almost none. Um, but I know that going in. But when I do see a tip from there, I, I, I'm more likely to take that order. You know, if I'm in that area, I'm more likely to take that order because it has a tip. And I know that I'm going to be able to make some money on that order. But when you get into like the other parts of, of, of Denton um, where, you know, it's more residential homes, then if I'm having to drive 15, 20 miles because our space is here, I don't know how they are where you live, but we have to drive 15, 20 minutes to get anywhere. Um, and so if I'm taking that amount of time to deliver one order, I, I know that I better better make enough to make, a, you know, in a two hour, a two orders an hour to make it worth my while. Right. Uh, because I only fill realistically between two or three orders. Um, so I have to take all those calculations into effect where like if you were working in the downtown area, then you can do four, four to six orders in, in an hour. Um, right. Where I'm at, that's impossible. You can't do that. Even if you re- mm-hmm. realistically wanted to, you can't. Um, and so I, th- I think that that all plays into it. And at the end of the day, it's about transparency and us being able to see that information up front. So I can make an educated decision and I don't have to hope and pray that I get tipped at the end um, because when I don't get tipped, that's when we become upset, not necessarily at, at, at the companies, but at the, at the consumer, because we feel like we got cheated at that point. Um, like we did all this service. We went above and beyond because most of us do want to go above and beyond. And we ended up in a situation where we didn't tip and that's not, that's not fun for anyone. No. And you know, again, this isn't, this isn't an AB five discussion where it's, you know, how do you feel about this? Would you rather be making this amount at least every hour? And the, this is about a company that literally has all the information to provide. And transparency is something that David and I have hit on hard, regardless of what you believe. And it kind of makes me wonder how many forces will align to come at DoorDash now, because there's a lot of us who ha- don't always see eye to eye. However, on this one, how can you not? You already experienced what true transparency is through Para. Yeah. So you now one, know, now you've had a taste. <laughs> you know what you're missing now. This one, this one strikes a nerve and really pissed me off. And I, I think I conveyed that to you when I'm when I wrote you. I was like, man, this one. I, I really hope that you guys continue um, to, to expand on this as much as possible, right? And hopefully, come go get back around it because you're right. Now that people have seen what we are able to, the information that we are able to get or should be getting, um, now it becomes a necessity instead of a want, right? We don't want this. We need this. And the reason we need it is because that's how we subsidize our pay. I mean, plain and simple, that is how we subsidize our pay. The base pay is not enough. Not even Um, close. Especially when we know there's a tip behind it. Right. Exactly. You you just don't know what it is. Why hide it? So if, if, if drivers are so important to your your business, why treat them in a way that basically blinds them? That's a, that's not the appropriate right. way to do things. No, not at all. And I, uh, you know, I I mean, we we uh, we at Para, we all feel the same. We're going to do everything we can. You know, I mean, people. You know, I've had we had people yelling at us when it went off. You know, like what what the heck happened with this? And you know, I think last week Jason did a good job of talking about that. He's like, "Don't you just love people who hate it when something free goes away that was making them a bunch of money and they yell at you?" <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "No, I don't. I hate it actually." <laughs> you know, 
Because yeah, he, I mean, he, he, he knew it was happening to me. And I was like, you know, this really sucks. Like, why would people yell at me about this? You it's know? kind of it's, it's kind of ironic because, like, I'm seeing the same thing with the strike thing that they're talking about. Um, I, I, I'm looking at these message boards and Reddit and so on and so forth. And I keep reading things like these things will never work. But in the same sentence or the very next next paragraph, they the same person says, but on the date of the strike, I'm going to be getting all these orders. So I'm going to be working. It's like, why, why would, why would you say that? If you think that it's not working or not going to work, what makes you think they're going to be more orders? The reality is that things do work. Right. And, and, and when you start getting into a groove and you start getting transparency or you start working together, you start collectively moving forward. That's when we start showing how powerful we are as a group. Right. And, and not individuals. And I think that the more that we continue to do that, and like you're saying, what forces are going to align? I think a lot of forces are going to align on this one. Yeah, um, I do too. Day, there's, there's just too much um, behind this particular issue. There's just way too much that we cannot ignore it. And 200,000 people had a taste of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's pretty, that's something we've never seen really before. I know Maestro had their things and whatnot, but we've never really seen a full transparency of, Whoa, unicorn tips, $80 to go get this one order, you know, like things like that, that are just like, wow. Like we've, and I think that a lot of people had heard some of the things that you and I talk about on a daily basis, but they really were like, whatever I need to work. I don't have time for this right, right now. Um, but I think this was an eye opener because when Pero they had it, they were like, whoa. And then it went away and they're like, wait, what? And I think that it should yeah. have been the whole time we should have been saying, okay, you know, maybe we did approach it wrong. Maybe we should have been saying after you download Para, call Door- DoorDash and tell them you want that in their app. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And, and for the, for the naysayers, I will say this and not, not, because I try to look at it from the other side. I totally get where people are coming from. I really do. I do um, too. But I want to be clear that this is how these companies want to treat us. This is a type of control that they want over us, that when we find something that's working for us, they will shut it down, take it away from us and basically leave us in the blind. They want to control everything that we do from point A to point B, including that when we log on to the apps, you may not think that they do, but they do. They soft control and they try to mind manipulate you by sending you these little messages that, hey, it's busy right now. And here recently, I've gotten a couple of, of reports of, of um, I've gotten several, not just a couple, reports of DoorDash sending out these messages saying, hey, um, we have too many dashers on the road at the scheduled time that you picked it in front, you know, ahead of schedule. So what, you might want to reschedule for another time. I mean, how is that independent? How right. is that being, how is that flexibility, right? So we have to look at the reality of the situation. And if we continue to allow this, you know, collectively continue to allow this, it's going to get worse. It's going to get much, much worse. Mm-hmm. Well, again, I think that people's whistled, whistles were wet. And hopefully on this one, something does come together and something does happen to DoorDash. I mean, we're we're going public with a piece. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, hopefully between David and I, we know enough uh, people in the... Um, out there in the news world too, they'll take the story. I think we know a decent amount. Um, you know, like I had talked to some people along the way that were like, Oh yeah, I'm really busy right now, but I'm, I've been aware of para or something. And I think it was almost like you, like they weren't really understanding how far it had gone, but now we're ready to kind of put something out there to the media and let them bite on it. Cause I think there's a story there that they should all be running. Oh, there's a, there's definitely a story. Um, and that's where, 
organizations like us come into play too. We're available. Reach out, man. I mean, at the end of the day, we've established relationships. We'd yeah. love to help push something forward on something like this because at the end of the day, that's what it's about, right? It's not necessarily 100% our viewpoint all the time, then that's okay. At the end of the day, we're going in the same direction. And that's yeah. what's absolutely necessary is for us to continue to move this conversation forward, not backwards. And so we're here and available. Reach out offline, obviously, and, and we can discuss what, what it is that, that uh, we can do to help. But at the end of the day, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm all for it. You guys, I, I heard lot, last time you said you were going to do something, like publish something. And I'm looking forward to seeing it myself. Yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, David made a great start on it. I'm kind of just playing Google Docs catch up right now on his start, but it's a uh, he's already got a, quite a few bullet points. I got some things I'm going to add, but when it's done, we'll send it off your way too. You know, maybe even before yeah. we kind of go full public with it, maybe see if you have an angle too, because we want to get it out to as many things as we we want everybody to run the story on the same day, right? That, right. That's willing well, to, and I think there's a lot of people out there who are. They'd be missing out to not run this story. Oh, it's a big story. It really yeah, it is. It is. Um, I mean, it's it, a lot bigger than the ones you see every day. Right. We've been a part of a lot of stories um, regarding DoorDash, um, Instacart shipped. Yep. And I can tell you that, that this one is, is, is transformational because it, 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 it's very clear that it's, a, that it's a violation of independence, right? That the flexibility mm-hmm. angle of, that they claim that they have on it, um, have, it's being taken away from us in such a way that is, you know, inappropriate. And that's the easiest way or the nicest way that I can put it. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's something we collectively have to do um, because, y- you know, you guys by yourselves um, or just one group by itself is not going to make a dent in, in a company like DoorDash. Um, we collectively have to come together and, and that's what we represent is, is that collectiveness. Um, so we're, we're here for you. Just let me know. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I know you got a plane to catch today too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Headed off to San Francisco to go. Um, we're going to protest at Uber headquarters um, on Wednesday. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm actually giving a speech there and, and um, so we're talking, we are going to be discussing the pro act and everything that's around revolves around that. Um, but I get to meet other people and, and have this conversation in person, not only about Uber, but also DoorDash and everything else that's going on in the gig economy. Because these companies are trying to do the same thing. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, what, no way, no, whichever way you want to slice or dice this, it's the same model that they're going after, which is full control of the workforce that they should have no control over. Is there a link or is it on your website or is there something informational about what time the gathering is going? And Yeah, there is. It's Rideshare Drivers United that's putting it together and I'll send you the link to their website um, okay. so that you I'll can, put it in the you notes. can have that for your audience. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that for sure. Um, and it's going to be an in-person event. Um, I think there's a caravan involved. I'm not sure, but um, all the details are on their website. All right. Well, uh, Willie, thanks for coming by again. And, uh, I will get you that as soon as we have it done. Cause we're, you know, we're pretty, we feel bad. It went down, but we feel like we did a huge hit on DoorDash and to well, like, did tremendous and, and to, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, and it was a great hit job too. I love it. But to be honest, you know, it's now we don't want to let it die down at all. It, it right. would be the, the worst right. thing to do right now would be to take the foot off the gas. 100% you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, and I can tell you from having witnessed several different things, not necessarily exactly like this, 
but similar to this movement um, where you have a collective moving forward, right? And you hit this wall. If you don't continue to go forward, you will lose the power that you guys have gained. And I can tell you, you hold a tremendous amount of power, more than you probably realize. Um, it's just a matter of how you wield it and use it and utilize it to move the conversation forward. Um, and the conversation needs to be moved forward, man. It absolutely does. So you guys don't give up. Don't, don't, no, that's, don't you know, them, that's not our your, style. Uh, and that's, and that's what we tell people off the gas. is that we're always, I mean, David and I had a hundred ideas before we tripped into trip tip transparency. We were doing so many other things like getting people's data like the UK does and getting it to them, you know, like right. every, all the data that you're owed, basically. I mean, things that they have on you that you should have a copy of. And I mean, we started off doing all these other things and it's just, we kind of tripped into that one while we were doing 10 projects and Jeff found yeah. it in and he was like, Hey, wait, look at this. <laughs> it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I heard that. And I was I was really intrigued by, by by that. I'm sure he saw it in the source code and was like, "Whoa, hey, <laughs> here's a gem, jackpot." Yeah. But um, you know, you know, one thing I will challenge you guys on though, and I'll do it publicly here is um, you know, please don't get too far behind on and and I know that you guys aren't because I've I heard that you guys weren't charging for Parrot Para, and you guys weren't making monetizing it too too tremendously. Y'all should have. I, I think that y'all should. I know. Have well, we were com- we were coming to it. Now we're on a pause with that again. But right, right. But I would challenge y'all as y'all move forward with information and data as y'all start providing the, those things. If y'all if that's the direction y'all go, um, please be careful how that's monetized because oh, the data course. is very sensitive. And I know some of these other companies. I won't mention any other names, but um, I know some of these other companies are selling uh, user data um, like gig workers are working their butts off and think that they're getting all this information for them to use, but the data is being sold on the back end behind them and used in other ways. And actually some of it's being sold back to the companies themselves. So, um, I, I know some people to stay away from that. Yeah. I, I, and I know some people question, some people have brought it to me and, and they send me a copy of our privacy policy and they're like, you're entitled mm-hmm. to my social to this, to this, to we, I hate, you know, again, we're a four man team. We used a very boilerplate thing. If you've, right. if you've downloaded Perry, you know, we ask for next to nothing. Right. We really don't yeah, want yeah, any yeah. information from you. I mean, we don't want yeah, to have it. From, from a business standpoint, because I've run businesses myself, I, and I, I get why you guys would have used a boilerplate um, user agreement. Just to be careful. Um, just, that was really be, what it to was. Be careful the legalities and all that. Yeah. But I would challenge, like, moving forward, the, the, I'm, I'm not talking about the legalities, right? Because you got to the legalese. I'm talking about the fundamental people behind the scenes that are actually working these things and making these decisions. I would seriously challenge you guys to be careful of how you monetize it. Definitely monetize it, but monetize it oh, in a yeah. way that does compromise people's data. Yeah, I mean, who, who knows? For all you know, we might ask you in on that conversation and other people. To say, oh, hey, listen, <laughs> here, here's what we're thinking of, you know, and see if anybody's got an objection. Because the last thing we want to do is hurt the gig worker. That is the last right. thing we want to do. And I get that general feeling and, 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 and from you guys. And that's why, you know, I bring it up in, in, in this conversation, because I've, I've talked to several developers that are working through that process. And um, we've had these conversations. And at the end of the day, we go our separate ways because the monetization was was one way. But um, but yeah, no, we, I'd love to be a part of that conversation. Don't think that. 
like at the end of the day, I'm that hard nosed where I would say it's this way or no way because that's not. Well, we want, but we would want people who understand to pick it apart. If there is a picking apart to be had, like people might view this as this, or you know, because sometimes when you're again a four man team, you put something together. It it's not. It's like if we launch it, people might go, "You did this all wrong," but. You know, if we have some like peers in there that talk to us first and we have a conversation, say, what do you think of this? We might get some good feedback that, you know, that might be like, hey, pause on this or don't do this or where we're not even seeing it as a negative. Right. You know, we really meant nothing negative by it. Nothing. It's just somebody else might see it and go, hey, this might not be good. And I, and I think that's where you have growth. Like at the end of the day, not only for the for the actual app or, or whatever it is that you're working on, but inner growth, right? As a corporation, company, uh, collective, whatever it is that you're doing. At the end of the day, that's how you're able to excel is that you're able to listen to critiques and you're able to accept those critiques and make adjustments accordingly, right? And, and that's where I think that um, I get the feel that you guys are at. But a company like DoorDash is not, right? You, you guys are criticizing them, basically. And what are they doing? Shutting you <laughs> out completely, right? And that that's not appropriate. So I appreciate it. I hope that you invite me to that conversation. I would love to be a part of it, um, give you yeah. whatever input I can give, and, and hopefully it makes a difference. Yeah, we want – I mean, I want people from all angles of life in on that one. So, <laughs> you know, that have any say in this, even if, like, you're against us on a lot of things. I might We might want you in there. Not you, but other people too. I'm just saying, no, you know, yeah, just yeah, like, I get it. like, go ahead, pick <laughs> us apart. Kind of like, yeah. here it is, pick it apart. Go ahead. And, and, you, guys, and you guys might, attitude. and you guys might put, pick it apart, but that would be a win for everybody because we would redo it. Right. And I applaud you for, for being open to that, you know, conversation because it's when we close ourselves off that we stop learning and growing. And so I appreciate people that can do that kind of thing. And I, I, I've, I've come to know you to be one of those type of people and I, and I appreciate you for it, man. I really do. Yeah. Well, thanks for everything you're doing too. Um, other than the Wednesday and the link and I'll put it in the notes. Is there anything going on that I should, that you want to hit on or. No, that's all I have for right now. I mean, we just finished up another, another round with human rights watch. We did another go last week, um, in Houston and Dallas and, that went tremendously well. The Human Rights Watch thing is going really, really well. Um, they should have a report out in, I, I think they were saying October, November. Um, that's related to all the work that we've been doing. We put a lot of work into that, man. Like it, we, yeah. I traveled quite a bit to, to do that and put a lot of organizational stuff behind it. But um, we're doing some exciting things, and I hope people follow us and 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 root us on. If, if they don't believe in everything we do, that's cool. At the end of the day, you see what we're doing. And then I invite you all to reach out, too. Let us know what we're doing wrong. Right. At the end of the day, let me know what I'm doing wrong and what you think that I should be doing, Um, because, like I said, it just doesn't go one way. I want to grow, too. And if there's something that we can do to better benefit the the workers, we'd we'd, we'd love to hear it. Sounds good. So I'll put everybody I'll put the note in the notes here. There should be uh, everything on this Uber protest on Wednesday in San Francisco um, on the Gig Worker Collective uh, website link. And then. you know, either Willie's email or his handle on Twitter or something like that, whatever he wants to do. And uh, I'll put them all in the linear notes so that you guys can uh, check it out and get in touch with him. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. I really do. And I applaud everything that you guys are doing. And I hope you continue to stick at the DoorDash. Yeah, man, we're going to. So and I'm sure you'll hear more. You know, I'll, I'll text you as soon as we have something more that's that we know about that's happening. Sounds good. All right. Take care, Willie. Safe travels. Alrighty. Bye. Bye. 
Well, I want to thank you, uh, Willie for coming on today. Uh, that was that was really good. I'm glad things just you know things just happened for a reason. My calendar seemed to play out with all of the timing of all of this and how it's played out. Um, having Jason on last week was great. Actually, having Willie on and being able to tweak our conversation. And again, folks, Willie and I don't always see eye to eye on everything, but we have shown. Hopefully, one thing we've shown all of you is that two people can always have a discussion and need to to get anywhere. However, um, today was a little bit different because uh, a lot of people from a lot of different angles are going to align here and feel the same about this one. It doesn't matter how you felt about things of the past. There's going to be a lot of gig workers, even out of that 85%, uh, who doesn't want AB5. You're going to find a lot of them coming on board with this because they've tasted what they should have been tasting and getting all the information from DoorDash. Um, I hope these two pieces, the last two weeks and all weeks prior, but the last two weeks, especially since we've had the pair app go down have been helpful to all of you. Um, remember there's another app coming or there's another update coming. Um, you know, we had the one we're, we're still showing that we're there working and we're working hard. Um, but there's only so much we can do in a day. Um, so again, just give us time, bear with us. You're not losing anything. We're not charging anything. Um, you know, this is a free app at the time. And uh, until things get all squared up, that will continue to remain the same, obviously. But, uh, you know, like we've discussed in the past two episodes, uh, you know, a, a, a clean monetization that doesn't affect anybody where a panel of people from different groups sits in on how this, the way this would need to be done so that everybody feels safe. That That would be coming to before any type of monetization. So just know that any of you who have had security risks or that or that or that, don't worry about it. We The only reason that some of you read in our service terms is what Willie and I discussed today, which is just to throw basically a big tarp over Para and all of you users to just really protect us. Uh, because with these gig companies, who knows? So, uh, But that all could be cleaned up. Um, it's just there's four of us not focused really on so much that as getting the app out and working. So um, as much as we care about privacy, and I mean, if you've followed the podcast for a while, you know this, David and I care about your privacy more than anything else. So um, that's, in fact, before any of this started, that's what we were about. So um, anyway, um, next week is the first week in 10 weeks, where I, maybe 11, where I haven't had a guest. So next week is a reset week for me and uh, just going to do some news catch up and uh, I don't know, check up on all the facets of gig work and app-based gig work. And I'm sure I might have a thing or two to say about what's going on with Para. Give my weekly quick update, but it won't be an episode on that. We will be doing an episode on all things. Uh, so um, join us next week back here on the rodeo peace